3: Yeah, what's up? This is Dark Side for the Moto X-Pod Show. Welcome to the Pulp Mix Wrap-Up Show, the number one Moto Wrap-Up Show in the industry. And I'm here to discuss this week's Pulp Mix Show with a couple guests. But first, let me tell you about our awesome sponsors. Guts Racing was established in 1990 as a premier off-highway seat manufacturing company, offering high-performance seat covers and foam for motocross, supercross, even off-road competition. Guts Racing has worked with every top rider at some point of their career, from Steve Lampson to Jeremy McGrath in the 90s, Ricky Carmichael and James Stewart in the 2000s, and today with Rockstar Husky Pro Circuit Kawasaki and JGR Suzuki, as well as many others. If it's style and performance you want, you've come to the right place. Check out gutsracing.com for info on the many products offered, such as the Phantom Light Seat Foam. And listen, you know all about Michelin motorcycle tires from the Pulpamex Show. And now I'm excited to announce the Michelin Bicycle Tires as a proud sponsor of the Pulpamex Wrap Up Show. In 1891, Michelin patented the first detachable bead pneumatic bicycle tire, and to this day, Michelin continues to innovate and produce world-class podium finishing products for both road and mountain bikes. If you'd like to ride the same Michelin bicycle tires as mountain bike legend Cam Zink and the 2019 EWS champion Sam Hill, then visit bike.michelin.com for all the details on Michelin's extensive range of bicycle products and follow them on Instagram at Michelin Bicycle. And of course, those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know Motosport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. And I want to welcome on our new sponsor, Seal Savers. Since 1999 Seal Savers has offered the ultimate protection of the off-road industry. Seal Savers is the original fork seal protection starting with the original Seal Savers to prevent dirt, dust and mud from getting into your fork seals. Seal Savers has since revolutionized fork seal protection with their zip-on Seal Savers, making installation a breeze. So check out their full line of Moto products as well as intuitive products for your side-by-side. Seal Savers is the original and the ultimate when it comes to protection. Enter the code PULP25 for 25% off at Sealsavers.com. Hey, and don't forget to visit show.com for sponsor links and discount codes as well as the Amazon widget. If you want to be on the PulpMex Wrap-Up Show with me to talk about the PulpMex Show, or you want to contribute a question or topic for the Hello Pookie segment, send it to DarkSide at com. Okay, let's get to our guests. That's DarkSide, everybody.
1: The man. The man. Right? Yep. Like, Yeah, he's the man. The, he man. the man. He's the man. And so this wrong. is phenomenal.
4: God damn you, Matthew! You're a fucking douche.
1: <laughs> We're not quite as good, but we pick up the slack.
4: <laughs> is you this guy get... for, for real? He's like shit hit sideways. Yeah, I mean, sorry.
1: Listen, I'm I'm
4: on the lowest of scale. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Hammer sloggin'. Get Ben of... Gay on your balls, and then you make it really tough. <laughs> Ryan doesn't know shit. No, because
1: I whooped his ass when we were like fifteen, sixteen years old. I got trophies that I've. Was...
4: You're a pussy for hurting your ankle on like a backflip. Come
3: talk, on, talk to me when you got a backflip.
4: I've on gone West, along
1: this whole time thinking you, that I was a champion, and
3: I'm not. And this went, this not. went
5: terribly. This went.
3: Yeah. So Steve says episode four forty-eight went terribly. At least the segment did. The show, uh, well, we got lots to talk about with episode 448. Obviously, I'm Dark Side from the Moto X Pod Show, brought to you by Seal Savers. But on the line with me, our first guest of the night, brought to you by Guts Racing, Connor Olson. What's up, Connor? What's going on, Dark Side? How are you? Doing good, doing good. This, I think we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. Uh, I think we're going to have a lot of different opinions. If, um, You and the other guests, notes or any indication, along with all the social media stuff I've seen and the text I've seen today, th- this was a very polarizing show. But before we talk about it, our uh, our other guest of the night, brought to you by Michelin Bicycle Tires, Justin Jennings. Triple J, what's up, dude?
2: Yo, Dark Side, what's up, buddy?
3: Not much, man. Uh, so, as I said, episode 448, Jake Weimer. Ron uh, Villapoto and even Skip Norfolk in studio. Mitch Payton, Zach Osborne, Justin Brayton making a couple of surprise calls. Let's just get right into each of your thoughts, Justin. I want to start with you. I, I said uh, I feel like this was a very, very polarizing show. Let's get your thoughts, Justin.
2: Yeah, I think it's one of those shows to where you either loved it or you hated it, and I'm gonna have to say I I laughed quite a bit, almost with tears on most of the show so I mean I I sent you notes and some of the stuff you just wish we talk about it from time to time again but some of the stuff you just wish these guys showed this personality when they're racing
3: yeah I totally agree with you and you know even when we're going to talk about later in the show when I called in the reaction and some of the backlash I got for my comments uh like I want to be uh open that like I didn't hate the show just got a little much for me. It was a little frustrating, a little hard to to listen to for me. But at the same time, with what you just said, I do like when these guys show their real personalities. and And this current last three or four years, Ryan Villapoto is a whole lot better than the Ryan Villapoto we've had back when he was racing. But it just there was a line at some point where I was just kind of eh, not not feeling it so much. But we're gonna get into all that good stuff, uh, Connor. Your your thoughts
6: yeah I think I kind of agree with you a little bit on that and and um it was the same with show four hundred I think with r v like exactly when he starts i think probably more so when he starts drinking, but like he he just kind of talks over everyone and I agree like it kind of gets frustrating, especially near the end when they were everyone's kind of drunk and <laughs> yeah no one no one can even get a point out because r v kept like button in talking about just totally unrelated stuff so yeah, I I kind of see both sides. I see Justin's side of like getting these guys sort of out of their shell, and the last couple of years of them being retired like is awesome, but there was a definitely a line.
3: Yeah, so I I want to say like the beginning of the show up until the commercial break where they basically did a double commercial break. I was really thinking to myself like, wow, this is going really well. Seemed like they were fairly slow. On the drink count, I, I wasn't really just sitting there paying attention, taking count, but it didn't. I was sort of hopeful that, OK, they're going to they're going to keep this thing chill. And they even kind of talked about uh, keeping the level f- from show 400 and maybe like backing it down and staying at a, at a, at a seven, which I, I don't feel like they did. But, no. <laughs> but you know, no. the, in, the beginning of the show, I was all in. And I think Steve did a fantastic job. Trying to deal with those guys and still get the content out and keeping us cool, um, I think he was a little. I think he was a little frustrated at times. Um, yeah. But let's yeah. real quick, Justin, you in your notes kind of made a, a, a comment about Ryan Villapoto and how he was as a co-host. Talk about that real quick.
2: Yeah, it kind of talks about how you can, you the know, frustration you, you kind of can hear it in his voice. But RV's co-host etiquette, I feel like RV, when he's in studio, he has a no fucks given attitude. <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, so he does his thing to where, like, you know, you have another guest like you or Keeper or Trevor Reese or one of those guys that they respect being in the lion's den. And RV's like, fuck your lion's den, bro. I'm riding on a photo. I'm going to do what I want. So um, I think, like Connor said, he just interrupts and he doesn't – it's rv it's rv show you know when rv's in studio
3: it's his world yeah um and and connor you told me this is one of your first times or maybe the first time watching it on youtube and you had some thoughts on that
6: yeah i um i normally listen just while i'm driving and stuff so uh i had some with the holidays and stuff i had some time and was kind of sitting around and watched uh actually watched it on YouTube and it was it was cool especially with I think with these guys uh, with them knowing each other as well as they do and like seeing the faces that they make and like the little jabs and and it just I know we've like you and I have talked about it on previous shows uh just getting to see like the little the little stuff that happens that you wouldn't hear yes, on the podcast yeah. but Absolutely. actually like watching it it just kind of brings in a new a new like little level that makes it a little cooler and yeah. i mean i know it's not new but it's it's new to me so it was uh it was definitely a cool little aspect to, to actually watch the show
3: yeah for sure like you know when one of them might be going off on one of their little slurred tangents or whatever <laughs> the other guy was rolling his eyes or whatever and you wouldn't know that yeah. if you just listened so yeah it's a like really... when
6: skip was trying to to uh get jake to Get the point out on the one story. Yeah, yeah, yes. giving them the like wrap it up thing.
3: Yep, yep, exactly. So, absolutely, yeah. a, a good reason to watch uh, the YouTube feed if you get a chance, or, or Facebook Live, obviously. Um, again, with yeah, I like
2: sh- when I like when uh, RV asked Mitch to come on the studio with him, and Mitch just didn't even answer the question, and RV on YouTube. <laughs> You could see him tell Jake went right
3: over Mitch's yes. head. Yep, He. that's absolutely right. You're, you're right. There's a ton of stuff like that you'll catch by watching it. Along with the fact that I don't know if when listening to it back, just audio, you would realize that Steve had to mute the guy's mics like at least once. Uh, they were taking their headphones off a bunch. And I mean, I don't know how many yeah. times they went to the bathroom, but, you know, just but what I did hear – when I listened to the playback, when I was pulling audio, was a lot of the little background noises. Like um, Weimer was messing with the little token, the uh, poker token, I think yeah. it was. And Steve even said at one point, like, like basically, stop that. But I couldn't hear it on YouTube. But when I was listening back with just audio, it's very, very clear. So a couple little differences in the in the different uh, ways of listening or watching. Um, we also found out early in the show talons in studio and uh he broke his back guys i mean and but like just a few days ago i think but was at work pretty impressive maybe deserves a raise what do you think connor <laughs> yeah
6: i think uh especially with uh with tits just like making him still do that pushing <laughs> yeah. through pushing through to do all of that after like i mean i'm it sounds like he's a pretty good off-road guy so i'm sure he was going pretty fast um desert crashes and off-road crashes are uh not fun at all. I've no. I've had my fair
3: share of those. Well, I was pretty impressed with him. Good work ethic, uh, which I think most of Steve's guys, Steve's guys have that. And I actually texted him and told him I was impressed. And he did say, well, it really doesn't hurt as bad as it sounds. But, uh, Talon, I hope you heal up pretty quick. Uh, it did look like – or, first of all, Justin, did you watch it also or just listen? Uh,
2: I, I watched, like, bits and pieces. Okay.
3: So, it look in the beginning, and Steve made mention of it, like it, those guys were cold – they had their winter jackets on, their toques as, as Steve calls it, toboggan beanie. I'm I'm with Be- beanie and toboggan. But looked a little cold, but I just if either of you heard the term toque, either one of you.
6: Uh I've I have some acquaintances and people that I know that are Canadian. Yeah. So I have I have heard it. It is definitely a Canadian thing. The toboggan is like a, a slight- northern Oh. Yeah, well, it's like a northern northern U.S. term. Yeah, uh, that, that I've heard from people from like Michigan and Wisconsin and stuff have called it a toboggan. And I'm from Colorado and California, so I have no idea when I hear that. When I heard it for the first time, I'm like, "Yeah, toboggan's a sled."
3: Yeah, that's what RV said. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it made for good banter. Uh, but anyway, let's um. We also had John in studio, who uh, donated some money for the Ronnie Tishner. Uh, fundraiser and you know originally the situation was he was supposed to be in studio with Adam C. and Cirillo AC couldn't make it in due to everything going on. Obviously, preparing for Supercross, I'm sure. But the uh, the guys in studio had a little something to say about that. This is a check against your black check against your name, AC. Well,
1: yeah. this is this is uh, what old me and old Big Red do here. We just pick up the slack for the Generation Z. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? especially yeah. AC. So, yeah, spent, yeah, spent a lot
4: of time with the wee lad. Now he's yeah, really, yeah. Now he's tall. So, yeah. So when Big. I said to John, look, I, I haven't got any,
5: I haven't got a hold of Adam. We, I can, we well, I've got a hold of him, but I haven't figured this thing out with Adam. I don't know what's going on. He's had this stuff going on in the offseason. He's in Florida here, blah, blah, blah. I said, but I got Villapoto and Weimer coming in, if that interests you at all. <laughs> and he hit me back,
3: yes. So first of all, thank you to John for donating to the Tishner Fund. Uh, him, and I believe his wife's name was Amanda. We're in studio. She was actually running drinks a lot throughout the night. Uh, but I, what I want to ask you guys, first of all, it's really cool to get a chance to be in studio like that. We, we all know that. Um, but is the trade-off, do you think, AC versus the show he got, you know, would you think that was a fair trade? Did he trade up? Did he, did he trade down? Uh, Justin, you first.
2: Yeah, I think AC and Studio probably been a little bit more educational for the listeners. You probably got some more inside knowledge and more insight on the sport, more racing, more Supercross and Motocross talk, which I feel like this show didn't have a whole lot of Supercross and Motocross talk. True. But – uh uh, yeah, I think uh, John kind of came up on He got to see two of really good writers just have a time of their life and just be buddies for, for five hours, and it's something I think he'll remember for, for the rest of his life for
6: sure.
3: Yeah, so if it was you and you could pick between the show we got or sitting in with AC, which one oh, would you pick? Oh,
6: he's picking AC for sure. Oh, he's yeah. Homer. He's, he's, AC Homer. Yeah,
3: I forgot that. that is,
2: oh,
6: my God, here we they're go. Boys. We're, they're boys. We're fucking 15
2: minutes in the show to back her down. Uh, no, I mean, uh, R.V. and Jake probably, because honestly, like, Jake and R.V., I, I was a real big fan of those guys growing up. Yeah. So um, I think that would have been a good show. And I I think when you have two co-hosts compared to one co-host, it's, it's probably a little more fun in studio, I would say. like Yeah. Just, uh, in, be, in between commercial breaks and just – and then you had Skip come in. like So I think just the whole the whole thing as a whole, you know – like I said, commercial breaks and all that, I think John got a really good experience.
3: I think you're right. And as much, again, I did not hate this episode. Didn't love it. But I think I would pick the same the same show also because of the things you just mentioned. But I would like to have a chance, I would also like to have a chance to sit and spend some time with Adam because I've had the feeling for like the last year that he sort of doesn't like me because of some things that happened last year at Vegas and whatever. So I'm kind of torn, but what about you, Connor? Which one would you pick?
6: I think I agree with both of you guys. I think, okay. like, on a on a comedy aspect and just, like, a good time um, and drinking with those guys, like, that would have been a great time. And like Justin said, like, you're going to get a lot more insight, I think, out of AC. Um, I know Weimer sort of – takes a while to get to his point but he thinks about things and thinks things through yeah uh but i i mean ac is a, a student of the sport and they definitely would have him and steve have a good um kind of like Zacko, like they have a good relationship with uh getting into like the background of stuff and, and yeah. breaking things down when even like rv they were talking about some stuff of some of his races. And he's like, Oh, uh, I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. I've got when, that in like my notes. Adam, we're we're going to talk actually, about that. I think
6: RV said that. I think oh yeah. He's like, Oh yeah. Adam would know that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I think there's bonuses to each, each one. Obviously I, yeah. I think the AC yeah. show would probably stay pretty level the whole time. I, I say that, but okay. I'm going to go back to listener feedback, which I don't think I talked we talked about before we started recording. I got blasted pretty heavy after I called in, and we'll get to that. But I've been seeing since Monday and Monday night, like, it's basically, it's the best show ever. It's the greatest episode of the year, the best one ever, or I could not get through it. I stopped listening. So I guess it really depends on your personality and your thought on it. But I think the AC show, like, if you had that show, it'd probably stay more to my liking the whole show, where this one, if I wasn't doing the wrap-up show... I think I would have been out after Mitch Payton probably. I I just I, I struggled with it. So it's it's an interesting thing to think about. But I think I think John was really happy. Um just being in the studio and getting to see all the memorabilia is cool for anybody that gets that chance. So that's cool. Uh I want to touch on a couple things that were talked about before we got into the the real the real topics. Uh did you guys see the R V video of his kid face planning?
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay. So they talked about that, and I I liked I personally liked RV's parenting techniques. It was like the our parents, or at least my parents in the 80s was like, dude, just go faster, get up, chill out. Yeah. Like there was no pampering. Uh, maybe there was, we didn't know about it, but like, he was just like, dude, go faster. And it was funny and I liked it. Uh, I just want to see what you guys thought of the video. What you thought of his, his attitude towards it. Uh, Connor.
6: Yeah, it was cool. I mean, like you said, we, I feel like probably all of us sort of grew up that way since we're all involved in dirt bikes and everything, but it was it was cool to see that he he's teaching his kid like hey if you're gonna do something done like that like do it correctly yeah so you exactly don't get hurt um but it was funny i think he said that was his like 10th try or something <laughs> yeah. that he got tired and, and right. just endowed over the thing instead of making it the bunch of times that he did before or something so yeah but yeah i agree with you it was it was definitely cool that that video was hilarious i think as soon as it came out i send it to a bunch of people on instagram (laughs) and stuff it was good
3: (laughs) well uh justin we also had a lot of cooking talk with rv uh not the moto stuff that were typically gringo probably who gringo might actually like the food talk but not moto talk do do you like that that we got that this show wasn't super super moto heavy i mean it was but there was a lot of other stuff random stuff kind of cool to have a little something different
2: yeah, I think like I said before, like if AC was on, we would have got a lot more stuff, you know, like that to talk about. But really, what's there to talk about? There's some silly season stuff. Right. Like, there's no racing going on, so. I think this was cool. It, it kind of made made the episode what it was, and again, it kind of showed what these guys are about, and you know what's what's going to happen in retired life, where RVs kind of took up cooking. And it makes you think, what are these guys going to do after they retire? Like JB came on, and he was talking about his life with his kids and all that, and how so they, got, they motivated him to keep riding. So yep. I think it's just one of those things where RV gave little hints of, like, what life is like after retirement. And I, I like it. I think it's good because, I mean, like Steve, we don't know how much longer he's going to do this. But I Shit. think having these retired guys on and talking about their past racing and what they do now is, is pretty cool.
3: Okay. Uh, what do you think about a show like this, Justin, where, like you just mentioned, there's not – There's not any racing going on. We have a little bit of silly season. We have uh this guy's ripping at the practice track right now. You think this is a more difficult show for Steve to put together and do, or is it easier or you know, just what we I know you don't know, but what would your thoughts be on how he prepares for a show like this?
2: Uh like I would have to say for him, it's just another day in you know being pulpame, to where it's he knows what's going on and he knows what's coming up. So if he can get guests on that want to talk about that stuff, then he'll drive the ship that direction. But if he feels that this is going to be a better conversation, then he's going to go that way with it. So I think for him, he's not going to talk about, you know, Miguel um, Mc- going to MCR because, you know, let's be honest, Ryanville Puddle doesn't care, probably care about <laughs> McElrath going to MCR.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like, Fair.
2: you know what I mean? So for Steve, I think he knows, he he does a really good job of knowing his audience and,
3: presenting the show around that around that, that host so, okay yeah. that host, i T- should say totally agree they did finally get to some current stuff and steve steve brought up the schedule and asked rv if he would like it and got the opinions of the guys in studio let's check that out
4: i think things are going to change things are never going to be the same what do you mean um having just N- no West Coast rounds, and then having having these rounds Tuesday. What'd you say? Tuesday, Saturday, or, Tuesday,
5: Saturday. Yeah, yep. I mean,
4: I think schedules are going to start to change. It in a, in one way, it might be good because it's going to open up their 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 thought process. Yep. Like, geez, it works this Yeah, way. like like wow, look, Wednesday yeah. night Supercrosses are popular. It's great, whatever, right? So right. which yep. so it could be good that way.
1: It would be easier on the racer. Be- I wouldn't assume they're going to be practicing. Yeah, I but they're all on the same schedule, and so that load, uh, like literally, of flying on a Friday and a Sunday every weekend, yep. that takes a toll to on To be you.
4: honest, I think it's gonna be, f- it's gonna be funner for the for the for the rider. I,
1: w- I think it would be less stress and toll on the body. You know, you're gonna do some training in between then, but the riding's gonna be very limited. But they all have to do it. Yep. So I think that physically it would be easier, but uh, the backside like I said if you're married and had kids at home or something I'd, I wouldn't assume they're gonna be with you the whole time so you're gonna be bummed about that a little bit when you talk about
5: the flying and all that like I get it like it wears you out go west to east or east to west or whatever I yeah. get all that but that's tougher on you than racing three times in a week
1: yes but here's why is because that when you're when you're flying or sorry when you're racing every Saturday you're training that whole week yeah so there's riding, bicycle, gym, okay, yeah, 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 blah, 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 blah. all
4: that's going to be adjusted for what you're doing on on, on yeah. the race night. Yeah. So so just beca- like yeah, what he's saying, like yeah, you have your week, yeah, you have yeah, you have your four day week that you're putting in your time. It's going to be a lot yeah. of maintaining. Just, what do
3: you think Connor, uh, pretty pretty interesting getting the thoughts of guys that are now out of the sport with what's coming, uh, because you know the the guys that are currently in the situation. We've heard their thoughts a little bit from last year, but I I thought it was interesting. They had some good points. What do you got to say about it?
6: Yeah, I think, um, like you said, it it is definitely a different viewpoint for them, uh, especially with they both are married with kids and stuff. So I think they think of their thought process is a little bit different. If you ask someone, whatever, like Jeremy Martin or something, he's probably – i don't know he probably would want to go home and grind and train and do all that stuff Mm -hmm. when i think the cool part for some of these guys especially if they do bring their family like sort of like the salt lake thing but to a little bit of a smaller scale and it's a bunch of different places so i think i think for a lot of the guys it'll be pretty cool um they like everyone seemed to like salt lake a ton so getting to stay for a week in houston and have some time to kill and then same with Whatever, any of the other Triple Crown races, I think, I think it'll be cool uh, for them and and for a lot of the aspects like like RV and Weimer said, just not having to train and fly and grind yourself into the dirt, like just race more often and and stay at that level.
3: Do you think RV was right that it will never be the same again? That like, let's say COVID goes away. In six months, it's gone. We're back to normal. Does Supercross go back to normal next year, or is he right? Are we are we going to see big changes because of what we're dealing with now in the schedule and the way Fail does things?
6: You know, I I don't know. I think okay. this I think this year will because Salt Lake kind of got thrown together and they didn't really have an option. Um, I think once we get through this if it is well-liked and and perceived well and and goes smoothly, I think it could stay around. I don't think it's going to be the whole year like we have now, but maybe it's there's two triple crowns and two extra weekends off or three extra weekends off instead of uh, whatever, 17 rounds and 18 weeks. Maybe they have still 18 weeks, but there's two or three weekends off. Mm -hmm. And I think it definitely could work just from how everyone took salt lake
3: yeah yeah um, i think it got a positive uh, yeah. response for sure and i think
6: i think it'll it'll be a telling a uh, telling factor here in whatever two weeks i guess he starts. Yeah. start so
3: looking forward to that um yeah. justin so connor mentioned the the discussion of the riders with kids and uh you know steve Firmly feels that could, well, I shouldn't say firmly. He feels like it could be a factor for Kenny, who Steve has a lot of questions about. Obviously, every parent, every human is a little different. It could affect Kenny different than it's going to, because Eli has a new kid too, relatively new child. Uh, You know, but what do you think? You think Steve's right with everything going on with Kenny and what we've seen out of him having a new baby? What do you think?
2: I think Kenny's one of the strongest riders in the paddock. So if Kenny does what we think Kenny's going to do, this is only going to motivate him and drive him to perform. He's going to want to make that kid proud and want to be really good for his kid. So I think it's going to be a lot of work, but Courtney seems like a a mom that's on it and can handle a lot of responsibility. Like just outside looking in, she seems like she's got like that kind of mom factor and, um, I think she's going to have everything in line. You know, everything's going to be organized, a program for the team. You know, he's got Blake in his corner too. Yeah. So I think his program is going to be really strong. Um, and I think, you know, like Steve said, he moved to San Clemente. He's on the beach. So if Kenny's happy <laughs> and he stays healthy, yeah, probably going to be a really good season for him. Um, I picked Cooper Webb to win the title. But okay, overall, I think Kenny's going to be a really strong if he, if he can uh, stay healthy.
3: I've got Cooper also. Uh, actually, Daniel Blair and I have a little bet just on the winners of H one. So we, uh, you know, if you listen to the Pony Pod from last night, you guys, you guys can hear what that bet is. Uh, but all right, so but oh, go ahead,
2: real real quick, yeah. just back on on Connor's uh, schedule. I would say, as a fan, I think they'd be dumb to change it. I think Tuesday and Saturday would be awesome for our sport. It's gonna give us more TV time on Tuesday nights. So that's gonna be huge for I think our industry and then Saturday, so if you get as a fan I think it'd be it'd be amazing to have two two days a week.
3: Yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. It is it is messing with my schedule a little bit because I do a show on Tuesday nights and I do the wrap up on Wednesday nights which means everything's gonna to have to be moved around a little bit. But that's okay. <laughs> we'll figure it out. It's all about you dark side. No, no, I would rather have the racing on Tuesday nights <laughs> as well and we'll just move things around, and that's it'll be fine. We'll make it happen. We will adjust for failed. That's that's fair. But um, you got
2: you to think, okay, if you're at a sports bar and you're watching TV, what's normally on on Saturday night? College football, right? Yep, yep. So on Tuesday nights, if you're at a sports bar, if you can get Supercross on and get a couple new fans, dude, that's what we need.
3: I, hey, I'm all in with that. I'm perfectly fine. That's a good point. I will I will rearrange my schedule. It's fine. Don't – <laughs> i won't i won't make them just race only saturdays i mean i i'm sure i have that kind of power but i will not put my foot down um all right so we had a caller that asked rv you know if he was disappointed about some of the championships that were lost to judge let's uh let's listen
0: how awesome you were outdoors like in hindsight we were all a little bit disappointed you only ever got Two 450 big bike ones whilst you watching Dunge, you know, beat the others.
4: Um, I mean, I mean, you could always look back, right, and say like, shit, I knew, I know, I could have won those, right, if if you know, if I would have been out there. Could you have though? Uh, well, you that know, mean, bike, Dunge was good. Bike problems, injuries. Um, it's 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 motocross racing, right? right. So you don't right. know, but
5: true or false, you faked those injuries because you didn't want to race
4: Dunge outdoors. <laughs> Um, I wish I would have. <laughs> okay. Um, not not really. But uh, you know what I mean? Like do I I don't wish it would have gone any other way. I think my career went way better than I ever expected it or thought it would would have gone. And I think most people would probably say that. Like
3: Alright, Justin. So the reason I even pulled that audio is first of all, it's it's an interesting question. It was a good question from the caller. Uh Steve busting RV's balls a little bit, but it, it, you know, it does. You always think back, right? These guys have to think back on their career. Like, if this one thing had been different, I found it pretty cool. I thought it was a good topic. Uh, do you have any thoughts on RV's response and the question?
2: I'm I'm gonna have to agree with uh, Steve. I know he wasn't in this clip, but I'm one of those fans that say if RV competed in those in those championships, Dunge wouldn't have those titles. Like, I am one of those guys. Like when they when they were talking about that, yeah, I was nodding my head because I honestly like. RV's literally not lost when he's completed. Like, I feel like if he didn't get hurt in St. Louis that one year, he would have probably won that title too. Um, so I have to uh, – yeah, I mean, that call is really good, and I, I'm one of those fans, so okay, I, I agree with Steve. Like, those fans are definitely out there for sure.
3: Yeah, it's, just, it's that's always really fun bench racing type of topics that we all like to talk about, Connor, whether it be – it doesn't even have to be RV. It could be any situation – but it was good on the Pulp Mech show and we get a lot of that from the show.
6: Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I I don't have a a ton to add to that. You guys kind of, kind of hit all the points, but I definitely agree with it. Um, And then they definitely, they broke it down a little bit more even to like the amount of times that uh, he won and, and got a little bit more in depth, but uh, yeah, I definitely agree with, with both of you. It's uh it's a, it was a really good question and kind of, sparked some, some different thoughts. And I think, uh, I think RV had to like kind of think outside the box yep. a little bit yep. into like why, and if, if it did actually affect him, which was pretty cool.
3: And it was cool because at this point, the call came at a good point in the show because RV was still able to think outside the box yeah, <laughs> and answer it <laughs> in, in a little bit more of a uh, honest way and not just, uh, you know, not, not, not so slurry. We'll just go yeah. with that. Well, uh,
2: <laughs> I, I think RV even hinted on it later in the show when, when JT – I think it was JT and them. They were talking about dumb Brandis and Chase Sexton. Yep. And he said Chase reminded him of Dunge. Yes. And I think what he was saying was is, is RV has that I'm going to win attitude. And Dunge does too. But I think RV was willing to risk it all on that night to win. And he, maybe Dungey was thinking long term and he thinks Chase might have that same yeah. mentality.
3: Good point. Yeah,
2: so it's kind of funny how they talked about it even after that call. Like, you know, I think there were still references and little bits and pieces of references there
3: throughout the night. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, and during the discussion of Supercross this year, Zach Osborne came up, and both those guys, Jake and uh, Ryan, have a lot of, uh, I guess the word's reverence. I think that's the right word, reverence. A lot of respect for Zach. I think he has amazing story, and they even got Zach on the phone. What do you think that to you, Justin, when you hear these two guys two you know, obviously uh, Ryan's one of the all time greats and Jake's a great was a great rider, you know, and with a lot of accomplishments. But they have such a high respect and appreciation for what Zach has been through. I, it speaks a lot for who Zach is and, and how he's fought through.
2: Yeah, and Zach actually made a little comment that kind of stood out to me. He said that he waxed Dungey back in the day, <laughs> yeah. and I think I think that confidence that Zach has right now, for him to say that, I feel like he's on an ultimate high right now. And if he carries that into Supercross, it's going to be really good. So I think, and then now with these two guys being fans of Osborne, like Osborne has nothing but good chemistry around him right now, and I think. Dude, just moving forward with his program with Alden and just everything going on. If if everything goes in his favor, dude, he's gonna be he's gonna be a
3: serious threat. Oh, I totally agree, and I love hearing all this positivity and, and extra hype out of Zach right now. I think it's fantastic. Um, there was a little there was a little bit of talk about the GPS. Uh, I want to play a piece of audio uh, about their thoughts on the GPS and kind of. Just see what you guys
4: think. So it didn't go super well, and then you went to Europe and then the struggle in Europe I can only imagine. Um <laughs> <a> shit box. <laughs> and it was total shit box. Welcome to everybody in Europe, by the and way. That, Thanks for watching. But those dudes are way yeah. I just think they're they those, They're way gnarlier than we are. They like that's why most Europeans when they come over they don't want to leave to go back to right. what they have because it, it's hard to race over there. It's it's hard to ride over there. Uh you know. But hey, Zach, don't you think that Europe um, I'm kidding. They do it better than we do on the side, on the sense that they. I mean, I don't know. Just looking in when I was there for like the four four months, five five months that I was there, they tend to have a better outlook and they tend to have more fun than we do.
0: Even oh, the, without a doubt. And even the team guys, and I don't
4: to... know, and I don't know how they do it. I, I honestly, I can't answer the, how they do it, but I just know that like the the guys over there. They tend, they just, they seem like they have more fun than we do. All of us.
0: Yeah, I think that they're just grateful for the position and, and it's so much more like pure racing than, than like a business, you know, they're just there to race and everything else will go as it goes, you know, like on the, on the money side of things. And I think just people genuinely are more passionate about the sport in, in Europe. And I think that that's why, why it's different, you know?
3: All right, Connor. So this stood out to me, and it's interesting. It's I think it's a little bit important because we talk about it all the time where we hear uh, the GP guys are they're better than the US, and that's why we get dominated at MX of Nations and blah blah blah. But we don't necessarily. We always hear, okay, well they they all they do is ride outdoors and they let the tracks get beat up and the track prep, and that's why they're better. But this other side of it of they're having more fun. They're not taking it quite so serious in the business aspect of it is a totally different way of looking at it and can if that's the truth, and if these guys are saying it, there's probably some truth to it. how mm-hmm. do we fix that for us so maybe our sport can be better and excelled or, or can it?
6: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, that's, it is an interesting point to bring up because like look at uh, look at Canada. They do the same thing. Yeah. Like, I think I think a certain aspect of it is probably money related. Obviously, these guys get paid way more money, so there's a lot more on the line than like the GPs. Those guys don't even have a purse, I don't think. And and Canada is a, is probably a tenth of the money aspect for for the U.S. series. So I, I think some of it is money related. Uh, just just purely there. There's less on the line for those guys, but it, it does definitely seem like they there's way more of a kind of bonding aspect i guess would be the correct term like through the entire paddock right. rather than just some of these little camps like the alden camp and the star guys and you see following any of these guys on instagram too like different team like they're on total different teams and they're cycling together and riding together and uh definitely more of kind of actual friendships rather than just like training partners and yeah i i think it, it is cool to see that i don't know that i don't think that's gonna change here i don't see that happening yeah um like i said i i think it's probably money related when there's a couple hundred thousand dollars on the line each race like i don't know how i would I mean, I, I would probably take Justin out for a couple hundred well, – I'd do it for a couple hundred bucks, yeah. but yeah, a couple hundred thousand would be a different story.
3: I'll take a buddy out for That's free. <laughs> yeah. So, Justin, thoughts? Um,
2: I think I'm going to have to agree with Connor. It's one of those things to where the Europeans, I feel, just have that kind of like, you know, Zach said it's more like a family. But I think Steve – Talked about it on one of his last shows too, where he was going to intervo- interview Caroli or something, and Caroli's wife was like, "Yeah, they're all over there." And it was like Sewer and Fevra and yeah. like four dudes. They're all just hanging out. And I think, I think that's another uh, aspect too, where Caroli's the older guy and he's still a top guy, but he still brings a lot of those guys together. I think those guys want to learn from him. So like, if you had like Tomac or one of those guys hanging out with the younger groups and kind of all having fun, then I think other guys would follow but I think everybody's so secluded in the U S everybody thinks they have to be secluded. Like, you know what I mean? Right.
3: So, yeah. Fall into and that's
2: Just kind of outside looking in, you know, I think Crowley's such a huge inspiration for all those guys. And if he's hanging out with everybody, then those guys, you know what I mean? It's kind of one of those things where I think everybody kind of falls in line. So, but I could be wrong, but I just, I just think that's how it is. Uh, I yeah. Think, it's um, just,
3: it was good. To, again, good, good talk, to, uh, topic to discuss. Yeah. And, it just I love Zach being on. He's such a down to earth guy and great yeah. stories. And speaking of stories, Steve asked Zacho if Alden ever, you know, ever talks about the the Ryan Villapoto stories. Does he ever bring up Ryan Villapoto out at Baker's Factory? Does Alden ever try to motivate you guys with RV stories? <laughs> oh yeah. Not
1: we love a chance. RV stories. Not a chance. <laughs> yeah, we'll tell them, we'll I tell mean, t- it, it, Zacko, it, it, tell, it,
5: tell it, us <laughs> the best one you've
0: heard.
1: Tell us <laughs> the best one you
5: What's the best one you heard about RV getting out he
0: of it He tells this one story about you guys going at it on an on the outdoor track. Well, there's two actually. He tells this one story about you guys going at it on the outdoor track and you tackled him, you pushed him and he tackled you with your, the face of your helmet
1: or something. I remember this whole thing. And then he, like, thing. rolled down the jump. The whole and thing, then he
0: yeah. You. He swears that he had both your balls in his hand as tight as he could <laughs> squeeze.
1: For real. And uh, Alden's like choking him Remember out. one time he was you, sick. Can, you can hear RV.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there was a bet that you could do a hundred push-ups straight mm. and oh my you collapsed at like 95 and... <laughs> no, uh, dude.
1: 98. Like 98. 98.
0: But let me just well, put my two cents in on like, this. There. There's no way you collapse with two, two
4: push-ups. <laughs> too dude, low. No. And I come down naked. <laughs> but fucking naked, yeah. too. Come down the stairs. <laughs> I'm
1: sitting right next to Alden. Oh, are you there, I'm, too? Bro, <laughs> so I've like, known <laughs> this guy. I've known Elden because it the, the way the. Yeah. Whole, I, I'm not going to bother yeah. you with the details, yeah. but I've okay. been there for a week.
4: So I come down and I fucking I. <laughs> you <laughs> talk said to, sir, You talk I put to my. You. He's butt naked. I yeah, put my dick and naked. balls between my legs, and I come down and I I pull around like and I gave him the fruit basket. I said, Eldon we're going to Target. You coming with? <laughs> and he about fell out of his fucking chair. <laughs>
1: Elden looks at me and he's like, I'm like, it, it wasn't Target. It was Walmart. But he goes, yeah. he goes, like, you want to go or what? Yeah. <laughs> All
3: right, Connor. So Alden just seemed to be oblivious. He said, ah, whatever, man. Let's go. Are you going? But this probably was my favorite segment of the night. Um, great stories. And in your notes, I, tell me what you thought of the the stories, what you thought of the whole the whole segment and then you actually liked one of the other stories.
6: Yeah, it was uh it was funny like we know now this is the side of R V, but at the time like we didn't really know that he was like this, you yeah. know. So like it's cool to hear them talking about all this stuff and then like whatever the later in the day or, or yesterday seeing all of the videos that everyone's posted about him too. That was just hilarious with them wrestling in the shop and wrestling on the side of the the finish line that that Zach was talking about so it it's cool to see that side of rv the like while he was in the prime uh when we didn't really know that that's how he was
3: yeah i think if we had seen some of this in in rv's day it, it may have it would have changed some of our opinions on him as a I don't know. Just he's kind of a I want to say hard ass, that's not the right word. Just just uh not the most friendly, the most open guy. Like it made him yeah. look like a real person. And if you guys haven't seen these videos, like they're on RV's Instagram page. Uh before I get to Justin's thoughts though, you you like the gator story, Connor?
6: Oh yeah. So it, it was, that was hilarious. It, he made it sound like it was super easy to find a gator that's yeah i was um, like
3: oh i just pulled over and grabbed a gator uh, yeah okay
6: so for my uh i i travel for my undisclosed job in the industry but <laughs> i go through florida all the time and i i really want to find a gator i've been looking for months and months since i've been doing this for, oh, for the last couple of years mm-hmm. and and i can't ever find one so it kind of like made me a little bit salty that he just was like, Oh yeah, I just turned the corner and there's a little baby gator. Right. But the story was hilarious. I can only imagine like someone just tossing a gator at you or Jake said a little bit later that he just opens the curtain of the shower and there's just (laughs) a fucking gator in the bathtub.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff, Justin, like that, that's what I could have probably listened to all night is stuff like that. Just them hanging out stories uh, did you have a favorite yeah. story or anything about this that stood out to you?
2: I would have shit myself if I saw a gator in a, t- in a tub, I'll tell you right now. Like <laughs> yeah. that's, that's like a fear, like a straight fear, though.
3: Yeah. It. Um, but hit this is back
2: fact what we talked about earlier. Like, these stories right here with John in the studio, like, how could you not just be pumped on your decision to, to come to Vegas and sit in, on, sit in on this episode? Like, these guys together, is just the stories they have with Alden and, and being in Florida, it's Like, I remember RV's got a uh, RV-to-be-continued video that's out. I don't know if you guys have seen it or not. But there's a video where someone's in a Volcom suit, and they're shooting paintball guns at each other. (laughs) Like, they just used to have so much fun with each other. Yeah. Those stories. I I feel like if RV ever wrote a book, it would be pretty comical.
3: Uh, Yeah, I I would. You're right. That – good point. Um, I know you guys already know this. Who doesn't know this? But. Guts Racing was established in 1990 as a premier off-highway seat manufacturing company, offering high-performance seat covers and foam for motocross, supercross, and off-road competition. Guts Racing has worked with every top rider at some point of their career, from Steve Lampson and Jeremy McGrath in the 90s to Ricky Carmichael and James Stewart in the 2000s, and today with Rockstar Husky and Pro Circuit Kawasaki, um, and many more. If it's style and performance you want, you've come to the right place. So check out GutsRacing.com for info on the many products offered, such as the Phantom Light Seat Foam. Uh, These things are obviously the highest quality performance on the market. I love mine. Each and every one of you should get one. And all the sponsors that we're going to mention tonight and all the other Pulpamex or sponsors in general, go to com. click on the Sponsors tab. A lot of information there with links, discount codes. And there's a lot of other... People that Steve may mention uh, that don't have links or codes on the website, typically if you send an email at the contact form on the Pulp site, he uh, he may be able to give you a discount. Like uh, I was talking to Adam Entenap the other night, and he has a signature jerky, beef jerky, with our jerky, which is owned by the Wagemans, Robbie Wageman and his family. And there is a discount code if you like beef jerky. It's Pulp20 at whatever that website is. I don't remember. Just check out our jerky, but there's a lot. I think it's eat our com. but either way, there's a lot of stuff that the sponsors of the pulp Mex show can uh, get you discounts on. And for, you know, you support them. They support the show. We keep getting great content. So check that stuff out. Um, all right, Justin. So X brand tear off segment is what I'm going to touch on next. You said that you felt like this is one of the best X brand tear off segments that you've ever heard? Why? Just, like, Steve's
2: usually really strict on the 32nd rule oh, or whatever.
3: Very true. Yeah, JT should and have like, been mad.
2: Yeah, and, like, these these guys just don't care. Like, when the Corona thing came up and just the banter that they had and how they talked about it, and it was just, I don't know, I think they just – It it started a good conversation, and they did not give 30-second answers. They gave 30-minute answers. (laughs) And Jake, too. Jake did not get his point across.
3: Right, right.
2: funny as hell. They were were, a good expert. I think they were answering
3: each other's questions at times, and, like, RV didn't even get to answer his – and a couple times Steve was like, ah, just go on. And (laughs) poor Marks was like, "Uh, okay, all right, fine. Uh, yeah, it was definitely an unorthodox X brand tear-offs. And Steve keeps mentioning the new goggle. I talked to RT a couple of days ago. It's coming, dude. It's coming. Uh, not like tomorrow. I've
2: heard it's pretty cool. I've heard it's, it's pretty,
3: cool. pretty badass. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a big deal. It's gonna be a very, very high end goggle. You know, like everybody else has out now, but nowhere near that same price point as the other companies. It's gonna be fantastic Dude, it's coming. It's just with everything going on. It's not easy to get things done right now, but it's on the way. It will be here. Um, okay. Let's go with the first experiment tear-off that I want to touch on, which is uh which title meant the most to R V?
5: All right, Steve. Good burgers. Really good. All right. Which one of RV's titles do you think means the most to him? Oh, his first Supercross title. Yeah, I think that's that's standard, right? Your first Supercross title?
4: I was fucking 17.
5: No, 450s. not gen- Nobody counts the 250s one. He didn't.
1: Fuck me, right? <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, no one counts those. What an those. asshole.
4: You're never coming back.
1: Okay. Well, I got one and no one gives a shit about it, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the only fucking uh, two that I got, you're like, yeah, yeah, well, whatever. Nah, uh,
4: <laughs> no, the most... It's regional. I, I've gone West, along this
1: whole time thinking you, that I was a champion and I'm not.
3: This went terribly. This went... I, Poor Jake Weimer, Justin. Uh, his championship means nothing. It is kind of funny that we we don't like they. We don't think of them that seriously after they win them. You know, it's like oh, we're all hyped on AC winning a, his first championship or Dylan Fernandez winning his first two hundred and fifty championship. But once they win it, and they move up. It doesn't mean anything anymore. Almost, I I don't know that I should. I don't totally feel like that should be a. I think it should mean something.
2: I mean, they got paid for it. Definitely that's true yeah
3: the check cast
2: um yeah so i mean it's it's funny though like it's true like you don't go in the record books for re- winning regional titles and yeah it's one of those things where with this new schedule and and whatnot it'd almost be cool if they just made it one, one series and one 450 series i mean that would never happen but with the new schedule and being until in, so, in one one city it'd be cool if they made it one and then maybe it would mean more if, if it was a uh not a regional title and more of a national title
6: yeah i mean look at sexton sexton just won the 250 title and now that he did an outdoor season on a 450 like you kind of just don't even think about it think about it yeah. really
3: but that sucks because i don't think of our read our 250 class our regional series as like a minor league baseball like it's I don't no, think no, no. of it that way. You know, I still think of it as these are the baddest dudes on a motorcycle. Just it's still I know they're separated into two regions technically, but it's still it's still so much more difficult, I think, than your average regional series in another. Like whether it be Arco racing or, you know, some lower end motorsport that's not quite the big leagues. I still feel like our 250 guys are the big leagues. Maybe for sure. Yeah, I don't know.
2: I think that's why our sport is still so niche too, because it's almost confusing to the national, yeah, yeah, a a fan. It's like, okay, these guys are the best in the world for thirty minutes, and then these guys are best in the world. So who's the best in the world?
3: (laughs) True, true. I mean,
2: it's like, yeah, it's like, what's the difference?
3: And Steve has made that point many times, and you know he, yeah, yeah, and but uh, but uh, Weimer was a little. I don't know if he was actually offended, but he was definitely taken aback. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. It was, it's a good sound drop. And some of these sound drops, uh, Mark's, I've already sent to Mark. So there's a couple <laughs> yeah. that will get used over and over and over, including one I'm about to play when uh, the experimental question from Moser was, what was Steve's New Year's re- resolution?
5: I don't know. Try to be the best journalist I can be in covering this sport.
3: Are you a journalist?
5: No.
1: You're a podcaster.
3: No, I mean... Uh, people don't like you in the sport, though. I know. Like, there's some people that won't even talk to you. Okay, so, Connor, I'm going to let you go first. Um, not not any real big news here, any groundbreaking content. Funny, funny comment. Uh The Are You a Journalist, I promise, we'll, we'll hear that in future shows. But my the reality is, though he is a journalist and he never said that he writes articles for racer x and other magazines or uh websites overseas steve is a legitimate journalist but they he never really said that
6: yeah i i kind of found that interesting too when that's like i mean probably what takes up a majority of his time i would assume yeah. writing that much that long of stories and all that stuff um it was definitely Weimer's response made me made me laugh and then just hearing R V like it, it it always seems like R V catches on to stuff like six months, a year late. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, people don't like you. Yeah. Which is funny to us now that like he's mended a lot of relationships and and buried a lot of the beef with most of these guys. So it is pretty funny to hear R V like catch on Yeah,
3: for sure. Yeah, he's a little late to the party. That's that's true. Uh, But he, you know, he did the his response to that question though was he said no. Like Steve said, no. Like when he said, "Are you a journalist?" and that was surprising to me because I have to assume Justin that he does consider himself a journalist. Maybe he was just sort of joking, like, you know, I'm not CNN or anything, but still. Yeah, I think that was
2: just like one of those. Smart, Alex, or Mark, yeah just because you don't want to, you wouldn't want to give into their joke. You know, Connor, I'll be like Connor will say he's an athlete, and I'm like, are you really though? <laughs> you know, it's kind of what okay. We're
3: so, uh, <laughs> yeah. All uh, right, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Uh, little ball <laughs> busting, I get it. Um, something else that Steve likes to bring up with these guys that have won championships, especially, is how much money they have in the bank. And he brought it up a few times with RV. And it led into once. We're, I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit. We we got Justin Brayton on, and uh, Justin kind of fired back at RV a little bit with something that I thought was pretty comical. Young what about if you have was... 30
5: million in the bank, like RV? All right. So fuck, that, then that that. But I, do, I think is that, that change I, I, do, is I do.
7: I do understand different. what. We're a
4: ju- what's that, Brayton?
5: It
7: makes it different. situation's a little bit different. It is.
4: How the fuck do you think that I have $30 million in the bank? How much do you have in the bank? I don't know. Look up Forbes or whatever the fuck it says. It says okay. Five, if you, five if you look at your
1: years that you want What's won? your login? I'm going to log in right <laughs> now. So, but I Wait, was, why, but, Brayden, Brayden, how much do you think RV has in the bank? For real? $30 million, right? Twenty. I don't know. He has 100 more thousand than he should because I should have parked him in Phoenix. <laughs> <000. Hey!
6: laughs> you got
1: Venmo, Brayden? He'll send it to you right now.
4: <laughs> I will say that it is like looking back now. I do wish there is a part of me that wishes that I was racing now inside of stadiums. So my ch- children could see. Yes. Yeah.
3: Okay. Justin, uh, that was good. Obviously that was a good comment from Justin. Uh, I'm not sure why Steve likes bringing up the money that Jeremy Martin has in the bank or he's a millionaire or uh RV, but once again, leads into good conversation. We got RV saying how he uh, wishes he could still be racing to see his kids, right? Or have his kids see him, which kind of made me think about, like, Chad Reed, whose kids get to see him the last couple years, but not in his prime. That's, again, a a really cool thought to have or something to talk about these guys that their kids never got to see them in their heyday because in our sport, their careers typically are over at such a young age. It's just, it's interesting to think about that.
2: Right. Yeah, I think as a human – like, I don't have kids, but I think as a human being, when you have kids, you want to be successful and, and prove to your kids, like, hey, if you, if you follow your dream or if you put the work in, you can be successful. And I think that's why J.B. made the comment in his interview, like, having kids motivated him. And I think that's going to help. the same when I mentioned earlier with Kenny, uh, his, kid, his, you know, his kid's young, but still he's got something to drive him to set up a successful life moving forward. Um, you know, same with Ryan Dungey. you know, Ryan Dungey probably thinks the same thing with his daughter. He,
6: you know, yeah.
2: he probably want to show her like, Hey, like I, you know, I used to do this or whatever, whatever it may be. But I feel like when you have children, you want to prove a, a precedent for them. And, and I think that's kind of what RV saying. It's like a part of him still wishes he could show like, Hey, dad's a badass.
3: Yeah. And Connor, I think that little quote or whatever that he said for me was the most, I don't want to say human or honest, but it was just like a. Re- I guess that's what I'm going to use. That was the most human thing almost he said th- throughout the night, yeah. talking about his kids. You know, and he he even kind of got into where he says like something that was a little s- sad to me was that he said to him his career was a surface material that he doesn't have like a real tie with it. All that man, that's like it's it's kind of. It makes me sad that his kid that he would like to have his kids see him do that, but then at the same time, the great career those few years that he had that were so great, he almost doesn't have a connection with. It's it's kind of heartbreaking, and like it's it's just sad.
6: Yeah, definitely. It, it's interesting to see. I mean, obviously, like look at us. The three of us are what is it? a Wednesday. The three of us are sitting here on a Wednesday night talking about it. Like we're yeah truly. Like genuine fans and into it. So to to hear someone that's been at the highest level of the sport kind of treat it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to a certain aspect or to a to a certain point he probably had to. Um, but it is interesting to hear like like you said the the human part of it with his kids and and I know uh, that was a big reason why Chris Kiefer tried the outdoors last year was so Aiden could see him. Ride and yeah. kind of understand that that's that's uh, the level or or however you want to put it like that's sort of like Justin said that he's a badass. Yep. So it is. It was interesting to hear Ryan talk about that and sort of wanting his kids to to see that.
3: Yeah, to- I agree with that. Now, I, was, I didn't put take a lot of notes just on Justin Brayton Monday night in general uh always good content with him so uh, do you guys have anything Justin, anything with uh Justin Jennings anything with Justin Brayton that stood out
2: uh, I I send it to you where he say he should have parked him like oh yeah it's one of those things to, yeah. to where like if JB if JB did park him in Phoenix what would what could have been for the rest of the series you know could that have been a turning point or could that have been a big talking point for our sport mm-hmm.
0: you know
2: it's uh it's one of those things to where It's, uh, it's crazy to look back on those
6: events and just
3: think kind of what if. Yeah. I
6: think that was one of the best comments of the whole show too.
3: Yeah. And I almost, I
6: loved it. I (laughs) loved
3: it. Yeah. I almost used that clip in the one I just played, but I, I I thought some of the clips were getting a little long, so I didn't use it, but yeah, very, definitely a good clip. Um, after Justin, shortly after Justin was done, they took their first, and if I'm not mistaken, it was the only commercial of the break of the night. I think it was a double, um, and what I noticed, well, this is one of those shows where I would really love to have been upstairs in studio a- yeah. and know what the hell was going on, what they were eating. I'm sh- I can only imagine how on fire Ryan was. Hell, he didn't come downstairs for like five minutes back into the show.
6: Yeah.
3: Uh, Connor, just like, were you wondering when you're watching it? Like, wh- where's RV? Like, I mean, obviously he's clearly upstairs. He's probably talking to Pookie and who knows what he is doing or saying or hell, if he even knows the show's going on again. But uh, <laughs> watching it was, yeah, it was, it was a shit show a little bit.
6: Yeah, for sure. And and that's like you said, wanting to sort of have the inside of like what was going on and what was happening was, was, uh, would have been a good one to, yeah. to do for this, this show. And like I told you in my notes, like, the, obviously they had some drinks or whatever. <laughs> you Cause like they, Jake was pretty good up until the commercial break. And then when he came, like, when they came back down, our, like, RVs nowhere to be found, and Jake can't even get a a point across for anything. So it was, yeah, being able to sort of see the, see what happened in that commercial break would have been pretty funny.
3: Yeah, Justin, it was definitely, for me, the turning point in the show where, not belligerent so much, but it it was... It was like getting hey, there. It was like hanging out with you know, your drunk buddies at the at the bar. And you're just kind of like, at least for me, again, it's that line that we talked about earlier. For me, that's not fun. Some people, that's hilarious and it's fun and they enjoyed it. I, I didn't care for it. I was I'm not I just didn't enjoy it. But that's that commercial break. Yeah, they I don't know if they hit a couple extra drinks upstairs or what, but it went south.
2: Yeah, it's uh, one of those things where I kind of, you know, with John, again, you know, going back to your original question at the end of the show, if he's getting the whole package. You know, I guarantee you they had some fun upstairs, and knowing RV, how we kind of see him on the show, he's probably like, John, you're you're on the show, come over here, let's get some shots. <laughs> right. Get, you know, we're in Steve's house, let's, let's get crazy, this ain't our house, let's, let's fuck up Steve's house. And like, they're probably just partying upstairs, just having fun, eating, drinking, like you said, and then, you know, they came back downstairs, and RV's probably like, I'm going to take another shot, or I'm going to take another drink, or make another drink, whatever, but I think for the whole show itself, John got an experience that is going to be one that he's going to tell his friends when he gets back to Georgia.
3: Yeah, there's going to be lots of good stories I'm sure that we would all love to hear about. What I want to ask you guys this real quick. Knowing Steve just through the show, being a fan, watching the show, a little bit of his personality, I don't get the vibe that he – loves the drunk personality of anybody. Like, I don't think that's his his wheelhouse. No. Um, so do you think he regrets or would even limit having these guys back in again? Or do you think, I'll go with you first, Connor, that it's good show content for at least some of the listeners and he's okay with it because of that?
6: You know, I, I think it's a good question that that you're thinking of, too. Like, you can especially it brings back the point that I watched it this, this week, instead of listening to it, like you can literally see it in Steve's face. Like, (laughs) Oh God, like get to your point or like shut up RV or something. Um, I've thought this before too, like not so much the GL one, but like show 400 or the time with bet. I love bets, but the time with bets where he just kind of wouldn't shut up. Um, I I think it it annoys him because like you said earlier, they're like moving their mics around and making noise and playing with the chips. And we all know Steve hates all of that extra noise and shit. So I think it, I don't know that he would limit it or change anything because he, it it is good content and people like it. And, but it does bring up a good point. Like I, I think it does frustrate him for sure. Sure.
3: Justin, I mean, he had Steve had to be prepared for this, though, right? He knew this was coming.
2: Yeah, I think when you have show four hundred and yeah. you get two two out of the four guys back together, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be bound to happen yeah. for sure. And I think for for Steve, you know, I put this in my notes and sent it to you. Like, it'd almost be cool to get some insight and knowledge. You know, Steve tells you, or he may not, but it'd be cool to see if any of the sponsors texted him and said, "Dude, that was the greatest show," or "Dude, like this is not." Not good for good for
3: us. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there may be a couple sponsors that, you know, like uh, okay, like Guts Racing is individually owned by Andy Gregg, right? So Andy probably doesn't give a damn. Uh, But then Fly Racing is owned; it's owned by a person, but it's a a larger company. Uh, It's somewhat Christian based, uh, at least with their belief systems of the owners, and uh, you know, a wholesome company. So yeah, the, the difference in those type of companies and their outlook on business are probably very different. But um, yeah, so a very interesting thought. I could text Steve and see if he gave, gives me an answer. But in um, speaking of Fly Racing and WPS, which uh, you guys both work for uh, industry companies and you may know a little bit about WPS, each of you. Jason Thomas, my, one of my favorite WPS employees, on the phone Steve, once again, mentions, you know, and to, to start some conversation about his concerns about Roxon. asked Jason Thomas, like, hey, hey, you know, who are you concerned about? And he brings up Marvin Muskan. They talk about it being the last year of his contract. Uh, and Steve asked a question about team dynamics, right? And this is another hot topic that we can have a lot of times when a team has what conceivably could be two number ones or even three number ones, almost, if you're a Husqvarna last year right I mean a guy like Dino conceivably could be a number one uh, obviously Zach and Jason Anderson could be but anyway the dynamic of that And he asked if there's any tension and uh, we got a little response from Jason let's listen is there is there
5: not tension but is there at all Webb Muskan issues if Webb becomes clearly the top guy on the team
7: I think Webb would already be the top guy by winning the Supercross championship I, I don't even think that's up for debate
3: all right Connor I I agree with JT that Webb is the number one guy I think yeah. the the dynamic that they're even discussing really depends on the writers egos you know in the lights class maybe it depends on their uh what do you call it their their group of people around them their their entourage entourage Yeah but at this level it just really comes down to whether they have an ego or not I don't think Marvin is built that way, personally, but it's still it it's an interesting topic of what the dynamic within a tent. Uh do you agree with Jason, or do you think, like Steve said, there could be some tension?
6: I I think uh, I would take JT's thought process uh, and agree with him a little bit more, and and maybe I mean I think Marvin has been used to that. Yeah, he, true. He was. He was the not second fiddle, I don't think is the right word, it but was he. Yeah. He was with Dungey there forever. And then, uh, um, and he was
3: almost think, the number one almost.
6: <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think for that one off season, yeah. when Cooper was coming from Yamaha yep. over to KTM, I yeah. think I, he probably in his head was like, Oh shit. Finally. Like it's finally my time to be yeah. the number one guy. And then Coop comes out and just works him and works everyone and gets the title. So I think, uh, like you said, I don't think it's really a a big factor for Marvin. Um, maybe he was a little bit disappointed at the whatever partway through that 2018 season, but I don't think it will really affect anything. But I do agree with JT that Coop's already there.
3: Yeah, I think so. Uh, Justin, agree, disagree?
2: Yeah, I, hear, I think Cooper's the guy. You know what I mean? Marvin's <laughs> kind of on his way out. He's fighting in- injury. Um, so I think it's one of those things too, where Cooper Cooper's just starting his career out on that team, and he just signed an extension. So I think he's gonna have a lot of resources going his way the next couple years, and he's gonna be where the team kind of goes. Um, but I like to also a JT on the line, RV asked about Baggett, and that that was a pretty good segment.
3: Yeah, I, I have some audio from that that I'll. Uh, I- almost positive i have that if i don't i may have to edit this out but i'm pretty sure i pulled that we'll get to that in just a second uh i do want to uh you guys know all about michelin motorcycle tires from the pulp MX show star cross fives randy richardson staple of the pulp MX show but now i want to i'm excited to announce that michelin bicycle tires is once again a proud sponsor of the pulp MX wrap-up show in 1891 long damn time ago Michelin patented the first detachable bead pneumatic bicycle tire, and to this day, Michelin continues to innovate and produce world-class podium finishing products for both road and mountain bikes. If you'd like to ride the same Michelin bicycle tires as mountain bike legend Cam Zink and the 2019 EWS champion Sam Hill, then visit bike.michelin.com for all the details. Follow them at Michelin Bicycle on Instagram. Uh, but check out all their extent their extensive range of bicycle products still trying to talk Randy and to get me some BMX tires It hasn't <laughs> they haven't showed up yet but uh, you know, I'm, I'm telling myself that's just because they're not available. I don't know if Randy Randy's a pretty forgiving guy, so maybe I'll end up with them. Okay, uh, Justin, so you mentioned JT bringing up uh, well actually I think Steve asked JT if he could give him any updates if he's heard anything on Blake. Uh, JT swears that he hasn't, but we got some uh, thoughts. JT asked a question to RV, I believe. What do you think if uh, Blake were, or would he go to to Europe to do the GPs? Let's listen to it and we'll discuss it.
7: What do you think, Blake? What do you think about Blake going and racing MXGP or something like that?
4: Um, I think it's dude, It's too rough for me. I think it's too rough for him. Wow! There we go.
7: Well, ah. you, you you have to actually train and apply yourself.
4: Oh, get the, the fuck out, out of I here, JT! <laughs> 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 I was at the I was at the top of my fucking game you when were, I went over. Oh no! Were,
1: get the fuck <laughs> out, <you were> out <laughs> of here! No, you <laughs> weren't. No, you
4: weren't. I wasn't. I know. What's <laughs> what's the opposite of top of your game?
1: <laughs> the opposite. You're well, at hey, the bottom of no your lie. game. This is no lie.
7: I was at Atlanta Supercross. When you guys were in, where was the first one? Qatar. Qatar. Yeah. There you when go. I when was, I was sitting in the press box watching the race on my computer, and I they panned to you, and I saw your face and the roundness and the shape of your face.
4: Oh, stop it.
7: And I'm like, oh, we're done. Like, the, this, this series is over. We, uh, obviously, the work has not been put in. This is not the ripped RV that I've right. been watching for the last four years, and he's about to get his head kicked in. By these Euro guys because I still won Thailand. Overweight. He won Thailand. Yeah, you did. And if you didn't try to win the, the Saturday race by 45 seconds, you probably would have won the overall. <laughs> All
3: right, Justin. Since you mentioned it first, I'm going to let you go first. Two things in that audio that stood out to me: RV one saying that he doesn't think he thinks it'd be too tough for Blake, which I don't know if it'd be too tough for Blake, but I don't think Blake has any interest in doing that. I actually think. Blake would like to do a couple more years and he's ready to be done with the sport. But then also just the fact that JT was like he wasn't totally joking with what he said to R V. He pretty much you know, they're they're buddies obviously, but he was said it pretty pretty strongly.
2: Yeah, I think I and mean, even Jake chimed in on it and said, Dude, no you were. Like stop <laughs> yeah. bullshit
0: yeah, yeah. Like
2: we know you, we know you can go over there. At your top of your game, so I think uh, I think J.P. has been doing this long enough to where he he can tell that kind of stuff, and he's even commented on you know commentated on a few MHGPs. So I feel like if he would have commentated on some of the rounds with with RV Racing, he probably would have said the same thing. He's like, dude, this is not an, an in shape RV. Um, and we saw what happened. You know, four rounds in, and and he loops her out. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it sucks because I feel like it would have been really cool to see him finish out that series. And I feel like he probably would have either won it or finished in the top three. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where we'll never know.
3: Yeah, it's definitely disappointing. Connor, were you at all surprised with JT's uh, giving some hit some shit? He he gave it to him.
6: Uh, no, okay. I definitely wasn't surprised. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I think it's, I don't, I don't know how good of friends they are, but it seems like they, they're getting closer yeah. over the last like couple of years. And I, I love to hear, uh, I love to hear RV get some shit back. <laughs> That's true, uh, so it was, he gives it, it was funny. Yeah. He gives it and no one ever really gives it back to him. So it was uh it was cool and funny to hear that and then jake chime in like no you weren't you weren't even close dude and it's <laughs> funny like hearing i mean we know jt is is a super fan of of mxgps and uh it, it is it was it was comical to hear him say that like i could see the roundness in <laughs> right.
3: your face the shape of your face yeah 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 it was good stuff and if you were watching live on youtube Somewhere around this time frame, Skip the Great, Skip Norfolk, walked in. Uh, He's there to promote his business, Huddle, H-U-D-L, Huddle Beer, or Huddle Brewery in Vegas. Skip's full of great knowledge. A bunch of good stuff with Skip. But at this point, they're trying to get Mitch Payton on the line. Skip runs to the bathroom, if you're watching this, if you happen to watch it. And RV asked... You guys tell me if I'm misinterpreting this, please hope I am. R V asked Steve what Skip did for pro circuit. Does he not know, Justin, that Skip was McGrath's mechanic, or does he was he asking like something else that I'm just not understanding?
2: No, I think R V is not a student of the sport. It was I know go he's to not but damn. And just do your thing and that's it. Like I, you know what I mean? I think, like, RV, like, he, they even said in the show, like, RV doesn't even know, you know, what it, it's, some shit that he's won, like, titles or races. He's oh. asking, like, hey, do you know you were in the record books for this? He's like, okay. And? <laughs> What's true, the point? Like, I think he, I think he just did his thing, got his paycheck, and got out. Oh. And it goes back to what we talked about multiple times. Like, if we would have the personality of, of this RV, yeah. who knows what, what, um, uh, demographic that dude would have to
3: this day well i was very surprised by that because even if you're not a student of the sport like i figured that that's like a that's a detail i think almost anybody would know that those was a sport even in the slightest amount but i guess i'm wrong we did get mitch payton the great mitch payton on the line who connor general consensus is he was a little sloppy also like the boys in studio
6: yeah he uh I, I'm sure he was a couple of Coors Lights in. He he always sort of, he's a thoughtful guy, just like Jake. I think he, he thinks about what he's saying, mm-hmm. but there's definitely some times where he goes off on his own, on his own little tangents too. But um, I love hearing Mitch come on the show. Like he has so many stories and he's sort of like Steve and AC. Like they have a good memory and can actually remember like, a lot of things and get into the little details of some of the stuff that makes those stories really cool to listen to um more so than like like we've been saying all night like rv doesn't even know what happened in some of his own races so yeah just to hear some of those stories from mitch is is always cool like that that would be a good person to write a book
3: yeah you mentioned that in your uh in your text about the show and or a long form podcast, which I would like to have Steve do one with him when Steve has yeah. had, um, uh, Mitch and Troy Lee. I think Troy might've been in studio and Mitch was on the phone. I can't remember exactly, but they were on together discussing some stories of like stealing some sod, I believe from a restaurant many years ago. Oh, yeah. Like, those, I remember that. yeah, that was great. And then uh, Mitch did do a pretty long form, uh, pod with another podcast that we won't mention, but they're, uh, there's another one out there. There is some good stuff, but I I totally agree with you. He he's one of those guys that's been in the business long enough. All great stories, uh, a, a really funny outlook like the the change Justin that we've heard from Mitch about being so such a ball not a ball buster, but so uh like ruling with an iron fist almost to maturing a little bit maybe and 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 he even kind of talked about that Monday night about Uh, first fame, he called it, and being a little cocky, there we could get so much content out of Mitch. Uh, probably more if RV and Weimer aren't lit. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I've had the uh, I've talked to Damon Bradshaw a few times, and from you know working for Fly and doing events with those guys, and he's told me stories of just the things that Mitch and Skip Norfolk and all those guys used to do, and just God, it sounds like they just did some devious shit, and just. It's not. It's, i don't know how they're even alive some of them like, yeah the shit they did was just insane so it's just if you could get a show even like if you got a show of damon and skip and mitch or i mean steve would probably that would be like a legendary show right there um
0: show 500 yeah,
2: the stories man <laughs> yeah like yeah. exactly like that'd be a sick show uh um, i like that idea yeah i i the, the stories man I, I can't imagine the stories those guys have
3: well, a couple of good things or interesting things or funny things or whatever you want to call it that happened during the Mitch Payton interview. Uh, I actually texted, I think I texted Mark's, maybe it was Steve, and was like, dude, I think he's on speakerphone. We were getting a lot of feedback. I don't know if you guys noticed it. Uh, Echo, yeah. when yeah. the in-studio guest talked, that's because he was on speakerphone, and, Steve, he, and Mark's texted Steve. Steve asked him. He turned it off, and he's like, hey, I got to go. I got to go get a cable. So he disappears for a minute or two <laughs> right in the middle of the interview. And Steve just rolls with the punches, being the professional he is, goes in and keeps it going. Uh, we get him back, and we get some really good stories, uh, including Connor, RV, kind of throwing Weimer under the bus about throwing up. And I think RV, if you're watching it, especially, Weimer's kind of like, uh, uh, yeah, just like almost changing the subject. But yeah, clearly there was something there.
6: Yeah, it was funny uh, like you said to watch it yeah. to see RV's face or uh, to Weimer. see Jake's face like it's it's one of those things that it was a long time ago but you know he never told Mitch and RV like like a a little brother big brother thing like throwing yeah. you under the bus to your parents and right. he's sitting there like oh shit
3: no, yeah. don't say it. Yeah, yeah. You remember that time you snuck out of the house? Uh, no, yeah, I don't remember definitely. that. Like 10
6: years ago, <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter anymore, yeah. but yeah. it's still something you yeah. lied about and hid.
3: Yep, yep, yeah, exactly. Um, how about, uh, let's see, I'm looking at uh, Weimer asking, okay, again, at this point, they're pretty sloshed. So <laughs> Weimer's like, Mitch, you, you didn't go to college. How, this is after. Uh, After Mitch is talking about how he broke engines down and was you know learning to make them better, and Weimer's like uh, blown away. You you didn't go to college. You weren't an engineer. How did you figure this stuff out?
6: Up to a question too. It took forever. Yeah, Yeah. it gives like day, Junior. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Like the 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 reality is, I'm sure most of you, if you're listening to this, you've already listened to the show. If you have it, go listen to it. If you have, go back and watch it. This whole segment is hilarious and uncomfortable and, like, crazy all together. But this is about the point where I was – this was kind of the end of it for me. But uh, the Mitch Payton segment was fantastic. We had some uh, – we had the story of Skip replacing the main bearings every race. That was pretty cool. Just yeah. but Those guys really didn't know what they were getting into, Justin.
2: No, and it's one of those things to where they, like, RV kept repeating himself and he's, like, trying to figure it out, but then asked, you like, ask the question and then kind of put it two and two together, but then asked the question again. Yeah. <laughs> and then one time, Skip had to tell him to pay attention because Mitch was like, it's a mutter and Unadilla. And, and so Harvey was like, was, was this the mutter? What was the track? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Like, pay attention, RV. I'm right. Like, yes,
3: yes. <laughs> Oh, fantastic! So I think uh,
2: they just they were having some fun, and and the, the crazy thing was the Mitch interview was I think over an hour.
3: Dude, that, it was that, long. That was yeah. Pretty, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That's pretty crazy.
3: Yeah, I, I meant to go look. Even the whole show, the Pulp show was long, and I meant to see where it stacked up time wise. It was like
6: five forty-five.
3: It was five forty-ish, and I want to say there's at least one other show that's in that time range, but I I never got a chance to do it. I kind of forgot, but um. Yeah. yeah mitch the mitch segment yeah one time good i was gonna
2: say one time they said they asked how much longer we got and he was like 15 20 minutes and oh. i think they went like another hour yeah 20.
3: that <laughs> was when i was on because i called in at about 11 30 my time i think and the show's usually over around midnight ish and yeah so and and ryan asked how long and i think i said like 15 20 minutes and then or almost it's almost over, and then yeah, Steve said that. And then I actually, I want to say I quit. I did. I think I quit listening. And when I went back the next morning, I was like, "Holy shit!" There's like another hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, it
2: was long. And then I? RV, I think, got a little offended when you called in.
3: Yeah, and, and I, I have that in my notes. We're <laughs> that's that's one of the last things we're going to talk about. Uh, let's get to a couple other oh, things. Okay. A couple other things first. Um, before I do. Since 1999, Seal Savers has offered the ultimate protection of the for the off-road industry. Seal Savers is the original fork seal protection, starting with the original Seal Savers to prevent dirt, dust and mud from getting into your fork seals. Seal Savers has since revolutionized fork seal protection with their zip-on Seal Savers. It makes the installation a breeze. Check out their full line of moto products as well as intuitive products by your for your side-by-side. Seal Savers is the original and the ultimate when it comes to protection. So enter the code PULP25 for 25% off at SEALSAVERS.COM. Back on board for 2021. Um, another piece of audio I want to throw in here. Skip's in studio, obviously. He's uh, got a lot of history, and we find out that in Jake's early days, he he reached out to Skip a little bit.
1: When I transitioned into the professional thing, Skip was at no fear. And then I actually literally, like, reached out to Skip because, I, like, I I cared. I wanted to be better, and I wanted to try and figure some things out. And we went to Outback a couple times. And I like that, yeah.
4: Goddamn, Outback's a staple. <laughs> <Yeah>. Pro <laughs> circuit, yeah, yeah, no yeah. fear. No, but we had some Bang gnarly. Time. We had some gnarly. Did
1: we not?
5: In front. I mean, I just right what what why yeah. a lot of right. it is why no that's not good enough
3: yeah you know there was yeah. a lot
5: it was a pretty right. in-your-face conversation we uh, had.
3: yeah connor uh i like that i think that god man how great would it be to have the like audio from those conversations the information passed back and forth between somebody that had been in the industry a long time and somebody relatively new to the industry or the pro ranks that that like he said he cared he wanted to be better wanted to know why things were happening that man, I thought that was really great insight uh, from the Pope mech show and Weimer and skip.
6: Yeah, definitely. I, I think in, in to that aspect, like someone like skip that's been around and, and through a bunch of different, um, I don't know if generations is, is right. Cause it hasn't been too long, but he's been, he's been around a long, a long time and, and involved with a lot of different stuff too. From all the stuff with Jeremy and then even being part of the traders and kind of running his own deal and uh, seeing a bunch of that different stuff. And then having someone like Jake Weimer, who's a, I mean, a a big name in the industry too, like having him seeking that uh, information and and guidance from someone like Skip is it, it is pretty cool, like you said.
3: Yeah, uh, Skip. I think you're right about that. It's it's been a couple generations of racing. I think. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. He's like, he's not he's not old enough necessarily to be a grandfather, but he's sort of like the the grandfather of this. You know, yeah. yeah. I, I like he could reach out, get some some wisdom. I like it. I wish we had that audio. It'd be great. Um, Race Tech rant this week, guys. Uh, a little weak. I liked it. I thought it was funny because I'm a music guy. And I have every time I uh, get a new laptop and I have to reload iTunes into my laptop, all this music pops up that was like my stepdaughter's music. And it's like, I don't know, some old hip hop or some Justin Bieber. (laughs) I'm like, why is that still in my fucking account? So I feel your pain, Steve. But, dude, just I mean, you're going to have to start another account. I don't want to tell you. Shell out a few bucks. Let Pookie get her music. Have your separate music. I usually love the race tech rant. Didn't hate this one. Not my favorite, but uh, I, I guess before we move on, do you, either of you care to say anything about the iTunes Race Tech rant?
0: Yeah, um, I thought um, it was pretty
6: really more than Yeah.
3: yeah. Okay. Same. Well, we're gonna move on then to uh, game time. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all good. Yeah. Uh, once again, I love these games. They almost always go sideways, whether it's tits versus tits, or and me giving answers, or whatever happens. Uh, we've got a basically a friend, uh, not a love connection or, a, um, newlywed game, but a similar with friends game, like we had with Cade and A-Ray in the past, uh, winner gets a Skosh boom bottle, Skosh, a great sponsor of the show. And these two guys, I don't know if they, how well they know each other. I didn't get any, I don't know that I got a whole lot of, uh, belief that they know each other, their details that well from the game, but what I did get. Is that Weimer says the the Racer X vault is wrong, multiple times on his wins, and that RV's first race wasn't Binghamton, even though everybody says it was, and RV was just being argumentative, and it was funny. It was a funny segment, but it was also a little. This is where I was I was a kind of annoyed at this point. Uh, Justin. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think uh, they just were not really involved in the game like other guests before but i, I right. like this new segment that Steve's kind of split in there casually like he's never really announced that this is a segment but i feel like this is turning into an annual segment um now with, with scotian and the pulpit next show so yeah, actually, i like it i think it's cool
3: i, I was just, sorry i didn't mean to interrupt usually it's art of sport that, no, make it, but yeah Go ahead. Yeah, I think it's
2: good though. I mean, I really like, I really enjoy. It. Like, you know, you had the Paul Parabinos and, yep. and Randy Valade one. and yep. I think just the more Steve does these, it, it just makes it interesting, and sometimes it gives more insight to our sport. You know, some of the questions Steve's asked gives you more insight. Like, this was actually pretty good. Like, I didn't know about RV only had 83 wins. I could, I could assume it was more than that, but um, and then you look about Jake. Jake's rode a lot of bikes and, and done a lot of things, Well, RV's only rode one bike. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to look at their different career paths.
3: So, good point.
2: Uh, I I really enjoy them, but yeah, I, those guys were some loose cannons for sure.
3: Yeah, Connor, I I agree with what Justin's saying, but this, like I said, this was really where I pretty much had zoned out, and I I had said I stopped listening, but that's not right. Now that we're talking about it, I I was listening, but I was also sort of talking. I was watching actually, but I was also sort of talking to Amber, and I had yeah. to go back. And actually, re-listened to all this stuff because I barely paid any attention Monday night. I was over it. I was frustrated. So, but the game is a good idea. Didn't really love it because of the condition they were in. But what do you think?
6: Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I am on in the same boat as you. Like, I kind of found myself just pick up my phone and scroll through Instagram or like text yeah, someone yeah. back or whatever. Like, I wasn't really engaged in the th- in it as much um, because of because of just kind of the the coherency of the of the guests but it is it is a good game I, I do like it I think having having someone this would have been a, a better swing of things if you had someone like Adam in studio um, for for this segment just having a a student of the sport like yeah. that actually would know a lot of these and you can get some more some more depth out of, out of the answers and the questions. I think uh, the game has a lot of potential to, to expand and like get a, be a really better segment. Yeah. Um, when you have some, like maybe earlier in the show with these guys or, <laughs> sure, or sure. two guys that, that do maybe just have a little bit more insight and, and more like you get Nick way and, and Adam, I think that'd be a really cool mm a really cool not um, concept isn't right, but a really cool um, suggestion. Yeah. To just to have those two guys, I was get just some different uh, outlooks.
3: That's actually a good, a good uh, duo to have. And I was just actually just thinking, have AC and bets and see what bets knows about AC's racing career versus what yeah. AC yep. knows. I was
2: thinking the same thing. Yeah. I didn't want that to interrupt. But I was thinking the same thing.
3: Yeah. So that, that'd be good. So there you go, Steve, there's a couple of good suggestions, um, you know, we won't charge you for those, but yeah. yeah. So uh, the, the my favorite one so far was the Kate A. Ray one that because Kate Cade, Kate's saying it's called being a friend. You should try it. Yeah. <laughs> that all was right. a good one. We're, we're getting real close to the end of this wrap up show. The next segment I want to talk about is the motosport tweet at Talon or all sometimes known as tweet at tits. Uh, those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs all know Motorsport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good, too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride your best ride only at motorsport.com. Um all right, Motorsport tweet at Talon. We find out that Tits has decided he's changing his schedule. He's only going to be in every fourth Monday, and Steve did not realize this. Probably not a big deal, but I like that Tits is, you know, he's running his own program. Um, okay, so RV doesn't believe Marks did a backflip. That's the first thing. I, I don't even remember if that was in the tweets segment. That's where I wrote it down. He was adamant, Connor, that there's no way Marks did a backflip.
6: Yeah, it's funny. I think he he mentioned at some point earlier in the show, I think too, about the backflip thing. But yeah, I, I think it was earlier
3: where they actually got talked about. But then it got brought yeah, back and up. And
6: yeah, they, he brought it up again yeah. later. But yeah, it, it is it is fun. I love all the the comments that they bring up with, like especially when Randy's in studio. with, oh, yeah. with Marks with. A, Marks and Randy doing backflips. Like, talk to me when you land a backflip and stuff.
3: Like, yeah, Marks was not pulling any punches either. He was throwing it back. Uh, yeah, yeah, talk to me. That's exactly what he said. That was great. Um, all right, yeah. Justin, RV had a thought during the tweet. Uh, and a lot of this, I don't have the actual tweets here. I just wrote down comments that I thought were entertaining. Uh, but he talked about at MX of Nations that we don't need separate trucks. 100% agree we need to unite as a team. That was actually one of the uh, more profound things he said all night. I, I was all in on that.
2: Yeah. I will say that's one good thing about a slosh RV is he gets really passionate when he's
3: lost. True. He speaks
2: quite a bit of truth. Um, so I think that was, uh, that was really cool because he made a really good point. And, you know, a lot of people that have been in the industry will say the same thing. It's, it's one of those things that we need to work together and ride together and and do all that as a team, as a unit. And, you know, get that persona back to it's all under one We're there, USA, not as KTM and Cowie and Yamaha. It's, it's one, one nation going there to uh, make your country proud. So hopefully they'll get back to it. And if Mitch ever did become team captain as our manager, um, I think it could be a really good turning
3: point for for Team USA. I I agree with all that, hundred um, percent. All right, Connor. The second the next tweet question um, was uh, something that you missed from your pro days. Weimer had a great you know great answer. The bonus checks. RV's answer was zero, nothing. Again, kind of bums me out, man.
6: Yeah, it, it is it is interesting and, and I think like uh Justin brought it up a little bit ago, just kinda the the disconnect uh that he has now where he can kinda just shut it off and not really be too interested or, or yeah. really care. And I think it shows in in the lack of um the lack of like actual remembrance and, and things like we've been talking about the whole time where he doesn't even know about his own races and stuff. I think it goes to show that he was just there to do his job. And it is kind of, kind of, I think discouraging would be a a good, good description of it. Like you're at the top of the game. And and like Steve says, you got 30 million in the bank and, (laughs) and you aren't even really interested and don't, and say you don't miss anything about it. And like Justin just said, being, drunk you're going to get an honest rv so i think that's a true statement from him and it, yeah. it is a little saddening
3: yeah all right totally agree uh it's, it's hard to fathom that having that amazing professional career whether it could be sports or like uh, anybody that's sort of famous when you're some uh, the average person that's a fan you go oh that's such a great life that's so awesome yeah and to hear that that person Maybe didn't enjoy it that much. It's, you know, I mean, that's, I guess that they're human, right? I mean, we don't always enjoy our jobs and it's just, it's hard to wrap your brain around that when you're somebody like me that, you know, tomorrow may be digging a ditch to put in a sewer line, but uh, it's, it's cool that he was honest about it. Uh, last tweet that I have wrote down is who would win in a fight between Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto? I have mm-hmm. Jake's response
1: because I would fucking smash this guy. Okay. All right. Maybe this just
2: in from Tomac superfan Dylan. Uh-huh. If Jake fights like he tells stories, it won't be good for
1: Jake.
3: <laughs> oh. Attaboy boy Dylan getting in there. I like it. That's that's my boy Dylan. Uh but hey, Jake says he'd smash him, Justin. I want to get you guys your both your opinions. Honestly, if you if they dome in the squared circle as they call it in uh, professional wrestling, you're welcome Weej. Uh, who wins? Because we saw Alden take down RV twice in a couple videos.
2: Yeah, I think Jake. I think Jake might take him.
3: Okay, you have a reason. I think so.
2: Uh, I don't know. I, I no, not really. Just Jake seems like he's a little more scrappy. Like I feel like Jake is one of those guys where if you mess with him, you have to mess with them quite a bit to get him angry. But then once he's angry, mm-hmm. it's game over. Where RV likes to mess around, mess around. And then if you get angry and catch him off guard, it's kind of game over.
3: I I feel the same way. I think Jake is the quiet type, like almost like a shorty, like the silent assassin. He's not really silent, but you kind of see him as the more timid guy almost. And RV's all mouth, right? He's mouthy. He talks shit, but when it comes down yeah. to it, and I could be completely wrong. RV might be a bad mother effer and, and choke somebody out. But what about you, Connor?
6: I think I agree with you guys. Okay, uh, especially seeing seeing those videos that got posted like we were talking about like just seeing alden just whooping his ass when he has but full it, gear on and stuff
3: wasn't alden like some kind of special forces or something i i think he was so he's a badass anyway
6: yeah still i think he like you said he's i think he's a lot of a lot of bark and uh not a lot of bite when when jake seems to be the opposite i think yeah. he'd whoop some ass like Justin (laughs) said if he gets fired up and it gets pushed to a certain point I think he's gonna whoop some ass all right
3: uh okay one more I have a note here where somebody asked Jake about living with what it's like to live with like the hottest chick on the planet or however it was worded about Nicole (laughs) and Jake didn't seem to understand the question but uh some people on YouTube you were I think somebody was like oh Jake's gonna be in trouble when he gets home which I don't Know why he'd be in trouble necessarily, and I. But why, why did Justin? Why did Jake not understand the question?
2: I, I think he understood the question, but he didn't know how to how to word it. To where I think the guy that asked it was trying to get a response out of Jake. To Jake's like, "It's great. I come home, dinner's made. We have sex. We go to bed."
3: Yeah. You know, yeah. I, okay.
2: I think that's what the guy was wanting, but Jake was like, "What do you want me to say?" Like, I, we, you know what I mean? Like, she makes me coffee in the morning. Like, I think he just was kind of caught off guard, like, didn't really know what to say. Like, it's, it's, you know, it's just a normal chick. You know, she's mother of my child, but yeah. it is what it is. I, like, I think the beer it,
6: and the jack made it
3: hard for yeah. him to comprehend. Yeah. He did say, though, yeah. I like banging her.
2: Yeah, she's yeah. in my top three. I want to know who the other two are. <laughs> that, so I, I did,
3: to too. I did, too. That's actually a great question. <laughs> Damn it. I actually texted Jake <laughs> yesterday. I should have asked that question. Shit. Yeah. But, uh... I would love, like, I would like to hear Nicole's response to that. That, yeah. Like, that's what yeah. I, I want to know Know what Nicole would say is why, what it's like being married to the hot, one of the hottest chicks on the planet. But anyway, uh, that's a yeah. great question. What it's
2: like, what it's like being married to a regional champion.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> okay. Okay. Last thing. Last thing on this episode. My call earlier in the show. Um, I, I definitely got slammed a little bit afterwards on YouTube and I think Discord, uh, Dis- Discord and Twitter about ruining everybody's fun. Why was I trying to ruin their fun and blah blah blah? Uh, again, I didn't hate the show. Uh, it, I'm not, I'm not like the haters out there that hate on the the wrap up show and want it to go away and wish it was never, never existed. I'm not gonna say I don't think Weimer and RV should ever be in studio again because those of you that loved it, I'm happy for you, man. Bring it back. It's fine. But I didn't even call in to complain about the show. Steve asked me and I almost, well, I think the first thing I said was, "I going to have to listen to the wrap-up show." But then I knew that people were going to be like, "Oh, Dark Sides uh, <laughs> Dark Sides waffling or didn't have the balls to say it." So I was like, "Yeah, it's a little hard to listen to." What was your what it was your uh, thoughts on RV's reaction? Connor, uh, I don't,
6: I don't know that it was. Was he mad? Necessarily, I, I feel like a little bit. Okay. How much of it was, was induced from
3: the alcohol and stuff? Oh, I guarantee he doesn't remember today. Yeah. Tomorrow. No. So
6: I, I think I definitely think he probably took it the wrong way. I don't think it was justified, though. I mean, like we've talked about the whole time, like we kind of. I I was pretty zoned out by this point in the show.
3: I didn't actually watch that segment, so I didn't see his facial expression. I haven't gone back and rewatched it because I was obviously I was on the phone. Um, But so I don't really know what his facial expression was. But he definitely sounded like like who the fuck are you? And he doesn't know who I am. I've met him. I met him at MX of Nations for a second. I met him at Anaheim one the live show this year, early 2020. But he doesn't know who the hell I am. He doesn't know that I he he doesn't know that I do a wrap up show. He, he's clueless about any of that. So he probably just thought I was some keyboard warrior talking yeah. shit. What about you, Justin?
2: You just you just put the words in my mouth. I was gonna say the same thing. He probably I was gonna ask you if he knew who you were, and then if he said no, then I was gonna to ask you or say that he probably just thinks you're a casual fan, yeah. calling in and and just a normal caller. You know what I mean? Not not dark started getting paid by Paul Piment.
3: Yeah, exactly. And and again, like I said, I have met him, but it was very, very brief. Uh, so yeah, he has no idea. Now, Weimer, Weimer knows who I am now a little bit. I know he knows who I am. He's done uh, a thing. Him and Nicole have done something on the Moto X-Pod show, and, but I don't know if in the moment he realized who it was because he was <laughs> a little trash, but that's why yeah. we texted yesterday. I was like, hey, dude. I told him, I was like, I wasn't even, I wasn't like talking shit. It just, you know, the interrupting was annoying to me in anyway, way. We, yeah. we, we laughed about it. But, okay, I think, looking at my notes, I think that's pretty much a wrap for this episode. Um, next week we have Jason Wygant and Filthy Phil Nicoletti. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, let's... Oh, they're
2: going to gang up on Steve Hard.
3: Oh, God, it's going to be good. We're going to have a great wrap-up show with Checkers and A-Ray. Uh, I would like to get you guys to give me an overall grade for episode four forty eight, you can go first, Justin. I'm gonna go with a B, B minus. B minus. What about you, Connor? I was thinking uh,
6: more B plus. Okay. A little bit, uh, a little bit better, but not quite top tier.
3: Okay, I'm gonna go C plus. Well, you know what? I'm gonna Ooh. go A minus until the first commercial break, and then after yeah. that, C minus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think
2: for I, me as a I, fan yeah. As a fan, I'm an A As a fan, I'm, I'm full A But as a average consumer I think the show
6: Persona would be like a just B Just say it, dude, B. as a media guy Just say it, admit <laughs> it
2: What do you mean as a media guy? Yeah. You want to get there guy.
6: You got a podcast, you want to just say it Yeah. So,
2: I'm just saying I think Darkseid said it The show was conceived as 50-50
3: it's about yeah, as a right. As
2: I, I loved it, dude. I, I I was laughing my ass off. But I think it's like, enor- like you know, the, the Discord comments and the YouTube comments is kind
3: of 50-50. Yeah. Hey, I just realized, you know, when he, right. yeah, I, I haven't been invited on your podcast yet. We need to fix that.
6: Ooh. Uh, that, we're not talking about my podcast. I'm,
3: we're here to do the podcast. You've, bi- been, uh, You've oh, been on Dark, Dark Side. Side's
6: podcast, Justin.
3: <laughs> he's blowing me off. All right. Hey, I want to thank Ghost. No, no, I-, I would totally do. It. I don't want to see cool you. He's
6: a
2: cool guy,
3: you Podcast. Ah, Steve won't oh, listen to this.
5: <laughs>
3: he won't hear me talk about the Moto X Pod Show. Or, yeah, he's not gonna listen. Uh, I want to thank. Let's do what? I was gonna say, let's do silly season next week. <laughs> yeah, all right, let's do it. Hit me up. Uh, I want to thank once again Guts Racing, Michelin bicycle tires, Seal Savers, and of course Motorsport dot com. Once again, go to Show dot com. Use the po- the sponsor tab. Support those guys so that Steve can keep doing these shows, so I can keep doing the wrap-up show. And, uh, again, darkside at pulpamex.com if you have any questions, comments, anything that you would like to add. If you'd like to come on and be a guest, uh, if you've got anything that you'd like to talk about on the Hello Pookie segment, please hit me up. Let me know. Uh, Other than that, guys, I think it's a wrap. We're at about an hour and 47 minutes before editing, so hey man eventually this show is going to be as long as the pulp show but once again guys (laughs) connor justin thank you guys hey speaking of guts yes uh, oh yes i wanted
6: to give a shout out to andy i was up in uh norcal for my undisclosed job and uh i dropped off my seat and andy put a put a seat foam and a seat cover on it for me and hooked me up got me a good price like did it straight away super quick and and i love it that uh He's a super cool dude, and uh, the chicks at the in the front are pretty uh, pretty cute also. So <laughs> definitely support support Guts. Absolutely. And like you said, support support everyone that supports
3: the show. Right on. Justin?
2: Uh, same. I have the Phantom Light foam on my bike and the RJ wing. It's the craziest-looking thing when it's not on your bike, but it's overall the best thing I've ever got. Wow. I actually got to ride it in Dreamland, and it's like, dude, what the heck is that thing? I'm like, just go ride it and he came back and he's like dude that is awesome i'm like yeah it's it's really good so
3: if you don't have it invest in
2: the phantom light and the rj wing and uh it'll definitely improve your riding
3: i love it i love the support of guts racing and all the other sponsors thank you guys other than that it's a wrap we're out of here
5: why would you want to re-talk about the pulse show